You are now tuned in to the World Class Hoops Podcast. And now, here's your host, Chris Rouse. What's good, everyone, and welcome in to another edition of the World Class Hoops Podcast here for Sunday, May 23rd, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Rouse, coming to you from my hometown of Chicago, Illinois. Get ready to just give you my thoughts on day one of the NBA playoffs. Also, give me give you my thoughts on some of the uh, pre- to preview on day two of today's NBA playoff game starting in about two or three hours with the uh, Wizards taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, the Los Angeles Lakers at the Phoenix Suns. That'll be followed by the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks, and then later on in the day, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz. But once again, welcome in. You can follow the World Class Hoops Podcast on Twitter at WCHP Media, here on Facebook at World Class Hoops Podcast. And also you can follow me on social media at KingRouse21, K-I-N-G-R-O-U-S-E-21 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Also catch some of my other shows, such as Students of the Game. You can catch that on Facebook at uh, Students of the Game Chicago, Twitter at SOTG Chicago, and uh, The Art of the Science, available on Twitter at A-R-T-O-F-S-C-I Boxing, Facebook at The Art of the Science, and also uh, Joe with Joe, which is available on Facebook uh, via uh, Students of the Game as well. All shows available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube. And also you can catch uh, The Art of the Science on SoundCloud. So, Check it out, man. We got we got plenty of content, you know, students of the game for if you're into the hot topics in sports, art of science if you're into boxing, and then obviously the World Class Hoops podcast for uh, basketball only. And then um, Joe was, Joe was kind of like a mix, a mix of all of that put together. I mean, much like students of the game is, but basically we got content is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so check some of it out. Um, today, like I said, Sunday. May the 23rd yesterday was Saturday. That kicked off the first round of the 2021 NBA playoffs. Very eventful day, man. I mean, to say the least, it started out in Milwaukee with the Bucks beating the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Miami Heat 109-107 in overtime thanks to a game winner by uh, two-time All-Star Chris Middleton. He wasn't an All-Star this year. I thought I thought he should have got a look, but uh, but he wasn't an All-Star this year. But he came up big for Milwaukee as they were able to beat the Miami Heat 109-107. Uh, pretty much what I expected out of a Milwaukee Miami game, man. Very, very eventful. A lot of a lot of three point shooting from Miami. They got one of the most elite three point shooters in the league, in, Dun- in Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, the uh, steals leader in the league. One of the, he and Bam Adebayo, are arguably both top ten defenders in the league. Uh, so kind of what I expected to, for the, the Miami defense to give Milwaukee some troubles, and um, and some of those troubles were. For example, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the former two-time MVP, going 0 for 14 from outside the arc. That was one of the stats I saw. He went 0 from 14, 0 for 14 on shots from outside the restricted area. I'm sorry. So, so basically, everything Giannis got was from within the paint or at the free throw line in the game yesterday against Miami. And and I thought going into the series when I did the uh, preview for that series yesterday, I thought he would be the X factor. Can he cre- can he hit outside shots, which he did not do yesterday? He went 0 for three from three point land. And could he create? For other players on Milwaukee, which I thought he did. However, Milwaukee's three-point shooting, it just wasn't there. They shot five for 31 from three-point land in the game yesterday. And when you're playing against Miami, a team that has Tyler Hero, they have a Duncan Robinson, who I said, like I said earlier, is one of the most elite three-point shooters. That's one of the more elite three-point shooting duos in the league, actually. When you go up against them, you have to be able to knock down some shots. And for Milwaukee, only to hit five, you kind of see why that, why that game had to come down to a Chris Middleton game winner. And so it looks like, so for Milwaukee, if I'm Milwaukee, I, I will feel a little encouraged. I know, I know this is going to sound strange to say, but I will feel a little bit more encouraged because, like I said, you you won by two in overtime, but at the same time, you know exactly what the problem was. You didn't, you just weren't hitting your outside shots. So 
I look for Milwaukee to, if they can knock down the outside shots in game two, I think we could see a much different outcome. We could probably see them win that one in regulation, probably going away. Uh, I picked uh, Milwaukee to win that series in five. Not not just not because I don't not because I think they're that much better than Miami. Just because I think Miami's going to wear down, and I think especially starting off the series with a, with an overtime game after having that long trek through the playoffs into the bubble, and then throughout the regular season having guys out and having different players miss time due to COVID, and then having making trades to try to change their roster up. I think that I think that's just going to eventually take a toll on Miami, and I can see Milwaukee. If they can get game two, I think they can really have a chance at pulling away when they go when they when the series shifts to Miami. However, you know, <laughs> you know the, the internet joke, hey, when you go to Miami, teams turn, tend to struggle because it's Miami. So if Milwaukee can avoid that, I think you can see them ended up walking out of that series in five games. Uh the second game of the playoffs, man, the Clippers and the Mavericks. And I <laughs> here so soon, man. I picked the Clippers to win the West. But I also said when I did the preview yesterday that I think the Mavericks can take this game, take this series to seven, and Dallas proved me right yesterday with game one, as they were able to um, get the game one win on the road. And I'm, I'm, what I noticed about Dallas in the starting lineup, that that is really going to be something that the Clippers have to adjust to, is how do they get offense and how do they defend against that uh, positional size that Dallas brings on the court? Because Dallas starts the starting lineup of Luka Doncic. Tim Hardaway Jr., Porzingis, Maxi Kleber, and Dorian Finney-Smith. The smallest guy on the floor is 6'5", and that's Tim Hardaway Jr. And when you're talking about the Clippers, not, not to discount Patrick Beverly because we've seen him have success defending against LeBron James, but also for the Clippers without Lou Williams, who I said that with that trade to get Rondo, I wish they kind of would have kept Lou Williams because they really could use his speed and his ability to score. Even though Rondo did have a pretty good game yesterday, he had 11 points. I just think when you when you're talking about positional size, the Clippers are going to have to be able to get to get baskets against some very good defenders that have extreme length on the perimeter. We're talking about Josh Richardson. We're talking about Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Jackson. He 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 can have his struggles. He had a decent game yesterday, but for the Clippers, when they take the air out of the ball, they they too have to be able to knock down the outside shot, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. They were unable to hit. They were unable to hit their threes that well. I think they shot twenty six percent. I know they shot in the twenties from three point land in the game yesterday. And then of course, Paul George, man, it's it, the pressure is on. The pressure is on Paul George in these playoffs. And I've been defending Paul George all season. Hey, man, when he, when he has a good game, you know you got to point that out too. But hey, I, he had an off game yesterday. He shot eight of eighteen from the field. I, I mean. If I'm if I'm gonna give him, if I got if I'm gonna praise him I gotta criticize him and that was a, that was a rough performance from Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard as usual having a big playoff game. By the way, shout out Kawhi Leonard, man, the, the steal and the dunk on Maxi Kleber so far so far my play of the playoffs, man. You could put Chris Middleton's game winner down there, probably number two behind uh, Kawhi Kawhi's steal on one end and then dunking on Maxi Kleber on the other end. So 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 shout out to Kawhi Leonard, man, for that for that play. And um, but yeah, I just think the Clippers, man. They got to hit the outside shots. It's going to come down to them in game two adjustments. It's going to come down to Paul George. How Can he have a much more efficient game from the field and also their outside shooting? Like I said, shooting 27% against a Dallas team that just has positional size all around the board. And then they can go to the bench and also use some speed as well. They already they, they brought Jalen Brunson and Josh Richardson off the bench, actually, in the game yesterday. So this is a Dallas team that is really stacked, and they've been getting really good performances out of people all throughout that lineup. Even guys that didn't play yesterday, like Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr., who did play, but just saying throughout that lineup, they they they've been able to get good performances throughout their throughout the entire lineup all season long. 
elsewhere in the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets against the Boston Celtics. I thought Boston in the game yesterday, early on, had a really good game plan. They came out, they kind of took the air out the ball, made it so Brooklyn couldn't, you know, snatch the ball out the basket, get up the court and get easy ba- and get easy buckets on the other end. So they did a good job of slowing the Nets down. But in the second half, uh, Brooklyn kind of turned it on, man. Joe Harris got it. He actually got him going in that first half with some of his outside shooting. And then after that, it was like it was kind it was kind of like an avalanche for Brooklyn. After that, it was like Kyrie got going with his moves, then James Harden would start setting players up, then Jen, then Kevin Durant had the uh, steal and breakaway dunk near the end of the game, and that kind of sealed it. But uh, for Boston in Game Two, uh, I think Jason Tatum, and and Jason Tatum to me, I, he he's he's one of my favorite players to watch because I think he's right there as one of the, like the prototype players of a uh, positionless basketball. One of the guys that can do everything great. Like, you know, one of those guys that can do everything. But the issue, my issue with Jason Tatum, he sometimes can, can be very streaky. And the issue with Jayden, Jason Tatum sometimes is if he has a rough first quarter, he kind of he ends up having a rough game. It's kind of hard for him to get out of any slumps. So for Jason Tatum, he's got to get off to a really good start. Or sometimes it's actually the opposite. He'll have a really good start, and in the second half, he'll miss two or three, and then, and then it's rough. All yesterday, it was, all yesterday, I thought he was a little rough throughout the game. So I think Jason Tatum... If he can get off to a pretty fast starting game, too, I think Boston will have a much better chance. Uh, one of the reasons why early, earlier in the year I picked Milwaukee, despite all the moves Brooklyn made, was something that Boston distributed uh, displayed yesterday. They showed that uh, if you can slow the game down against Brooklyn, you actually can take them out of a rhythm. And that's something that I think Milwaukee, who I think they're going to end up playing in the second round, I think it is going to be end up being Brooklyn and Milwaukee. But Brooklyn, one of Brooklyn's issues is in the half court offense. If you slow them down and make them defend, they kind of have a problem. If you can, if you can space the floor out, and I thought Boston did a good job of that in the first half with Marcus Smart. And I was actually kind of shocked we didn't see more of uh, Carson Edwards and uh, Peyton Pritchard, you know, just to get them some more speed and some scoring on the floor in Game One yesterday. But um, I really think that uh, Boston, if like I said, if Jason Tatum can get off to a hot start, and if they can play sort of that half court offense they played in the first half yesterday. They might have a better chance of winning game two. Like I said, I got Brooklyn in five. I think Boston will probably win at home, though, probably just to avoid the sweep. But I think they'll have a better chance if uh, Jason Tatum, uh, he gets off to a faster start, and they can get him more in rhythm while they have that uh, half-court offense going and can slow the pace down. And for Denver and Portland, uh, last night the Portland Trailblazers won game one to take on the road to take a 1-0 lead. Kind of reminded me of the playoff series they had a few years ago where they had the epic uh, – Four overtime game where CJ McCollum had a huge performance. Uh, I just, I just really thought in yesterday's game, Carmelo Anthony kind of turned back the clock for Portland. He got off to a really good start. Uh, was really knocking down the shots. Uh, Denver had a shot in the game, but the problem with them, for me, in the long run, is just it seemed like after it kind, it seemed like at the end of game one last night, kind of looked like they kind of just conceded that they gave that one away. It was like Portland got up by like five. They were up five or like five minutes left or something like that. And it just kind of looked like Denver was like, all right, that's all right. They can have this one. We'll come back in game two. And I and I really thought like, wow, I think Denver really could still win this ball game. But it just seemed like an, it just seemed like they couldn't get the shots to fall, and kind of they kind of conceded to the idea of okay, we'll give this, we'll give this, we'll give them this game one, and then we'll come back and win game two. And uh, and I think that's really if, if I'm not saying that that is the mindset, but that's just the feel. That's just what I thought I saw on the court from the body language of Denver. And it seemed like Portland, they just they said, all right, if you're gonna take, you're gonna give it to us, we'll take it. And Damian Lillard just started hitting his shots and he he went, he pretty much went Dame. It was Dame time, man. And and Portland ended up with a game one win. Uh for game two adjustments for Denver. I actually expect Denver to win game two. I, I got Denver winning the series in six. I actually expect Denver to win game two. 
Uh, I think one of the real one of the problems for Denver is well, obviously they're missing Jamal Murray, but uh, Monty Moore, Monty Moore, Monte Morris, he had a pretty good game for them against uh, uh Ennis Cantor yesterday. He was getting a good a lot of good buckets, but for them, I think they need more for Michael Porter Jr. playing within the in the uh, rhythm of the offense. I thought he did a really good job playing within within the arc yesterday. I mean, he still had twenty one points. But he shot one for 10 from three-point land. And that was something that I said coming into this series I thought was going to be an issue for Denver. Can Michael Porter Jr., can he play within the rhythm of that Denver offense? And yesterday when he was doing that, Denver was having success. When he was getting his shots inside the arc, he was creating for himself off the dribble in the paint and also uh, hitting his turnaround jump shot. But his outside shot just wasn't falling, and I thought that was hurting Denver in the game yesterday. So I think um, for Denver in game two, I, I expect them to come out blazing pretty much Pretty much uh, trying to get make sure they win game two at home because you don't want to go to Portland down 0-2. So I expect to see more out of, Yo- out of Jokic, which is like, how can you even say that after the game he had? He had 34 points, and I think he was 16 rebounds yesterday. Uh, expect more out of Monte, Monte Morris. I thought they gave him a good good production off the bench. And also, I expect to see more out of Aaron Gordon. I thought he was a little quiet up until maybe the end of game one. So look for I look for Denver in game two kind of... It looked like they weren't really ready for game one to start almost in, in a weird way, which is which is crazy because they had the lead early on. It was just it seemed like they weren't really ready for game one to start so soon. Almost. I, I don't know. It just, it's just really weird. I can't describe it, but I expect Denver in game two to come out blazing and, and uh, try to make sure they don't go down to Portland, go to Portland down two games to none. All right. Today, the playoffs begin on the. Well, they begin for the other four matchups in the first round of the playoffs. You got the Washington Wizards, the eight seed at the Philadelphia 76ers. The Lakers will go to the Suns in the Western Conference in the 2-7 matchup. And then in the in the Eastern Conference 4-5, you got the Knicks and the Hawks. And then in the Western Conference 1-8, you got Memphis and Utah. Um, I mean, I guess I'm giving my game one picks because, I mean, I, I predicted the series yesterday. I said I think I, I wanted to pick the Wizards so bad in this series, but I just think Philly... I think Philly just on the, with their defense, they'll find a way. And then also it depends on their three-point shooting. I think Philadelphia, their three-point shooting is the X factor for me in this series because sometimes, you know, with Danny Green, he's had his uh, moments in the past where he had, where he struggled in the playoffs. But he's also had his moments where he's really good. Also, they have Furkan Korkmaz. They have Seth Curry. So I think Philadelphia is really stacked, stacked enough from the three-point arc to uh, at least win this series against Washington. But uh, I think Washington will give them some problems just because uh, they they have the they have scores like Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans with his outside shooting, Rui Hachimura. So I really think that um, Philadelphia Philadelphia might be in for a series with Washington, but I got Philadelphia winning game one. I think it's going to come down to the three point shooting in uh in that matchup to, for today. Uh, the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. I picked Phoenix to win this series in seven, and not because not because I don't think the Lakers are good. Obviously, I mean they're the defending champs, and it, it's hard to pick against LeBron. But I also just really think Chris Paul, man. I think Chris Paul. This is this is one of those years, man. Where it's like you've had an amazing season, and he's going. He's got a chance, man, to get to the. If there was ever a chance to get back to the finals, man, here or to get to the finals and get back to where he was in Houston when they got to the conference finals. I think he's got a good chance this year with uh, Denver Denver being without Jamal Murray. Portland, they have Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and Carlo Melo Anthony. But I think Phoenix all around is a really – they have a really built roster, a really well-built roster with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, all the players around them with Mikhail Bridges and Cameron Johnson. I think – I really think this is a Phoenix team that is equipped to make a Western Conference Finals run, especially when you look at 
what they what they got on their what they ended up with on their side of the bracket. And then you're talking about the Lakers, who who are, who are going to be a bit worn down. Man, they've had players out with injuries all season long, which in which case you could say maybe their legs are rested. But still, they also have had players out with, with leg injury, like LeBron's been out with an ankle injury. Dennis Schroeder's been out. Anthony Davis has been out. So you, I just it just feels like this Laker team is going to wear down. And especially after, once again, just like Miami, they're running through the bubble. I just feel like they're going to run out of gas. And I do think the, I do think the Lakers can take Phoenix to seven games. But I just think Phoenix, that the roster is just too well built this year. And I think Phoenix, you'll see them get out the first round. And I think it'll start with them getting off to a 2-0 series lead. So <laughs> I'm not even holding you for game two. I think Phoenix is going to take these first two games at home just because they're going to be taking on a Lakers team that, that, that just came off of a pretty tough win against the Warriors to get in. With their play in the in get getting in the Western Conference playing tournament, so I got Phoenix winning game one, getting winning games one and two in this series. Atlanta and New York, man. Uh, first off, man, New York is kind of like watching the Bulls for me, man, <laughs> because it's like the 2011 Bulls, like Julius. You got, I'm sorry, you got Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, you got Joe, <laughs> you got Tom Thibodeau. They got Julius Randle. Julius Randle is really good, man. He's having an amazing season, obviously, an All Star year. Shout out Trey Young. He too is having an amazing series, an amazing season. But I think the key to this series will be J- John Collins. I think he's going to really have to um, produce on the offensive end, going up again, probably going up against Julius Randle, and then also have to help out on the defensive end, going to help with uh, Clint Capella in the paint, going up against a team in New York that's really good at creating shots for Julius Randle inside. And also they have guards like Emmanuel Quickly and the aforementioned Derrick Rose, six man of the year contender. Who, who can get to the rim just as well. So I think John Collins is going to be key in this series. And I really think this is an interesting matchup because this is, I think to me this is a clash of style, even though Nate McMillan is coaching Atlanta. So you might see Atlanta start play, playing a little bit slower. But I just feel like Atlanta in terms of talent, when you look at Trey Young, John Collins, Kevin Herter, like those guys play off. They play off. They play a fast style of basketball. When you get them into the open floor, they're very fun to watch. And they're going up against a New York team that likes to try to shut you down. So I think this series is going seven games just because of the fact that it's a class, it's a class of styles. And I think game one, I think we're going to see Atlanta take game one. I, I think Atlanta, uh, I think Atlanta here in game one, it'll come down to, I think it'll come down to Trey Young, what he can do for them scoring wise. And can New York match that with RJ Barrett, Derrick Rose, and also uh, Emmanuel quickly. So I, I just think Trey Young in Atlanta, I think we might see uh, one of those Damian Lillard type performances like we saw against Denver. So I think Trey Young's going he's going to have one of those against New York and I give Atlanta game 1 on the road. But I do think this series is going 7 games. And lastly in the 1-8, uh Memphis versus Utah. Memphis got in via the play-in game. Two good wins, man. They beat San Antonio and then the overtime win against Golden State to get into the playoffs. However, they're going up against the Utah Jazz, the uh, best team in the league in terms of record. And uh, Utah, uh, 31 and five at home this season. It's hard to go against that. I, I got this series going six games, but I'm going to give Utah both games one and two at home. Uh, 31 and five at home. Uh, even though Donovan Mitchell has been out with the ankle, I think uh, Quinn Snyder. That's a credit to his coaching that this Utah team has been able to maintain pretty much the top seed all season. Because I remember there's a point they were like 31 and nine, and they were in, they were the last team to lose ten games in the league. So. Uh, I just think that's a really good credit to Quinn Snyder and the Utah Jazz this season. I think they're going to win these first two games, but I think they're going to be in four series. I think, it, I think in a shift when it goes to Memphis, I think you're going to see a real, a, a very, pretty much a back and forth series between Utah and Memphis. I know Donovan Mitchell is, uh, he's he is dealing with the ankle, but I expect him to come out for Utah 
and I expect him to play pretty well. And even if and even with even if he struggles, I think Utah with the home court advantage and their ability to use the high pick and roll with Mike Conley and he space the floor with their shooting. And also uh, this year they do have Bojan Bogdanovic in the playoffs. Remember he missed the bubble last year, so I think Utah. I get I give them uh, I give them six games with Memphis, but I think they take these first two at home, and I got them winning game one, games one and two before they before the series shifts to Memphis. So there you have it, a quick NBA. So there you have it, a two thousand a quick NBA 2000, 2021 NBA playoff check in. As you can tell, I had a long day yesterday, man. I'm stumbling over my words. I was. It was it was it was an emotional day in the playoffs, man. And then also, you know, it was hot, man. It was hot, hot, hot here in Chicago, man. So yeah, <laughs> so you know, just, so bear with me, man. But this is my 2021 NBA playoff check in here for the World Class Hoops podcast. Remember, available on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. And also, you can follow on Twitter at WCHP Media and here on Facebook at World Class Hoops Podcast. Also, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at King Rouse Twenty One K I N G. R O U S twenty R S U E R O. Oh my goodness, man. K K I N G R O U S E twenty one. I need to get some rest, man. So yeah, day two of the NBA playoffs is coming up later. I'm gonna try to stay up through most of it. I'm gonna probably sleep through that Wizards Sixers game and watch that later. But uh, yeah, enjoy the playoffs, man. Positive energy to you all, man. And definitely, like I said, man, enjoy the 2021 NBA playoffs. That's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the World Class Hoops Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you may be. That's a wrap!